0: You live well, stay well while keeping pace with today's rapidly changing healthcare environment. That's Summit Medical Group. And now it's time for SMG Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. Runny nose, sneezing, watery eyes, itching eyes, or skin can all be caused by allergic rhinitis. What is that, and what can you even do about it? My guest is Dr. Alan Goodman. He's an allergist and immunologist with Summit Medical Group. Welcome to the show, Dr. Goodman. Tell us what's allergic rhinitis.
1: Well, I think that with your introduction, you got it all uh, down. It's the classic symptoms are the runny nose, the itchy eyes, the sneezing. Uh, You have coughing. Coughing can come either from the chest itself, or as the post-nasal drip goes down the back of the throat.
0: So we've got some symptoms. People have these symptoms. How do they know it's not a cold?
1: Well, if they have a fever, they don't have allergic rhinitis as itself. Now, sometimes allergic rhinitis may be associated with what's known as a comorbid condition. That is another condition that may be a factor in someone who has the underlying problem. If someone has allergic rhinitis, their nasal membranes may get blocked and they may be more more likely to get a sinus infection and that's a complication of allergic rhinitis or if they're having wheezing or shortness of breath, again, another complication of allergic rhinitis known as seasonal asthma or allergic rhinitis-induced asthma. Typically, with allergic rhinitis, you're going to have a clear discharge. If it's a colored... Uh, very pussy-looking, again, that's probably not going to be allergic rhinitis.
0: And what would increase somebody's risk for this, Dr. Goodman? Are there certain triggers out there? Are there certain risk factors that would predispose someone for this?
1: You have to be exposed. People are not born with allergic rhinitis. This is something that you need to have exposure in order to develop it. Uh, The typical story is someone who moves from a different part of the country or a different part of the world, and all of a sudden they say, what happened to me? I never had this before. I'm sneezing. I can't breathe. Then if they go back to from where they came, whether it's a different country, typically in my practice, someone who's uh, come from Asia or South America, they've never been exposed to the tree pollens, which are very prominent in the Northeast. If they go away from these things, they will never have another problem. Or the other classical case is, oh, I got a pet about a month ago, and for three weeks I've been absolutely miserable. So that is the problem with exposure. If you've never exposed to anything, you're never going to have a problem. Now, of course, there's a predisposition from genetics. If you have allergic parents, the likelihood is that it's more likely that you will have allergic rhinitis. But we have of people in our practice who no one in the family has any allergies. And all of a sudden, what's happening with the kid or the adult that is having these problems?
0: So pollen, pet dander, mold, there are all of these substances that if you were never allergic before and you come around these substances, you could have these reactions to them, being in a different part of the country, anything like that. So now how do you diagnose it? And then tell us about treatments.
1: Well, the first diagnosis in any sort of medical condition is listening to the patient. They're saying, what's going on? With allergies, we want to look for patterns. We want to look for clues. The typical thing for these seasonal allergies is that, or is it every March, April, May, it just happens. I just feel miserable. My eyes start tearing up. I start sneezing. So that is how classical symptoms. And then we could do allergy testing, either a skin test or a blood test to confirm that this is going on. Again, another question that comes up is like, every time I go into the house with a cat, I start sneezing. So these are the clues that there is allergies that's going on.
0: Then what do you do to treat it?
1: Okay, that's an interesting question. Uh, This is after the second millennium. Uh, Previously, anybody who needed any sort of allergy treatment Uh, would have to go to the doctor's office and get the medications. Now many of the medications, particularly the antihistamines, are available over-the-counter, and they cannot be given with a prescription. There were very few prescription antihistamines available presently. So as the doctor, as the allergist, I'm seeing the more complicated cases because I'm seeing the ones who have failed the -the over-the-counter medications. Also, it's very important that when someone sees... uh, the doctor they have they learn how to properly use the medications the big thing i see is yes these people have the proper medications but they don't know how to use it properly when's the timing of the medication how to administer it which ones which medications are available for what problems and that's where i can uh, that's where i or other allergists uh, can help modify the disease and make these patients feel much more comfortable
0: Well, Dr. Goodman, I know exactly what you're talking about because I know people that have inhalers and they don't seem to work for them. And then when I watch them do it, they are not even using it correctly. So uh, I hear what you're saying about maybe not using your meds correctly or not, you know, taking them, maybe not adhering. So then what about allergy shots? We hear about these all the time. Are these applicable in allergic rhinitis?
1: Oh, yes, oh, that's the bread and butter. That's the, the patient for whom the allergy shots are well-designed. With Going back to the earlier statement, allergies, allergies are, we want to see cause and effect, and the more cause and effect relation, correlation that there is, is the more likely that the allergy shots are going to be effective. Allergy shots are injections of the things to which you're allergic. So, for example... If you're allergic to the tree pollens and you're exposed to the tree pollens, 95% of those people will do a lot, lot better with allergy shots. Now, the other question to ask, is it necessary? And the patient has to be very motivated to have allergy shots because allergy shots are very time consuming. So we sort of break into categories. Although the shots will be likely to work, it has to be determined, is it worth it for the patient? If someone has only one week of severe symptoms, it might not be worth it for the patient. However, if they're miserable, and which is a fair number of our patients, who have problems from March until the first frost, then these patients are more likely to be adherent with the allergy treatment regimen or the allergy shots because these are people who have significant morbidity, significant illness that goes on for many months, and these people want to feel better.
0: Now, what about home treatments, things that people can do to manage their own symptoms? Are there certain things you can do, keeping your house clean, air filters, you know, avoiding those triggers, avoiding those allergens? Is there any way to do that?
1: Okay. With the, keeping your, uh, with the home environment, again, if you've never been exposed to something, you have never going to have an allergy. So what can we do to limit the allergens? A nice, cool spring day. Keep the windows closed. What? It's wonderful out. Well, all the bad stuff is coming from the outside, uh, coming in. In take, the history-taking of the, of the patient, we have to determine, are you better indoors or better outdoors? And for the outdoor things, you want to keep the outdoors outside and the indoor problems indoors. So if someone has uh, outdoor allergens, such as trees, grasses, uh, ragweed. Keeping those windows closed, using the air conditioning as a filter—not necessarily just to cool the place, but to use as a filter prevents the the allergens from entering the house. Likewise, if you have things in the house that are problematic, we have to figure out how to get rid of them. If you're allergic to the dust mites, cats, other animals, you want to get rid of these collectors of the dust or these allergens. Removing the carpeting. Uh, just minimizing amount of stuffed animals, keeping the animal out of the bedroom. People always ask about air filters uh, for inside the house, and they're really overall not very effective. Where they may be effective is for patients who have animal allergies because the, the cat, the dog allergen is more buoyant, so they're more likely to be trapped by the air filters, while the dust mites are a heavier allergen, so having an air filter... Is less likely to be of any benefit. It may make your house a little less dusty, but don't count on it for making it less allergenic.
0: And we only have a couple of minutes, Doctor Goodman. Left, but tell me about uh, if you know controlling dust and dust mites. And you've talked about that. Do you feel that some of these bedding and sheets and things that people can buy at various stores do these really work? These anti-allergenic, you know, sheets and blankets and those kinds of things. Do those work?
1: They work to a point. Again, we have to figure out what are we trying to trap. The dust mites, trapping uh, those dust mites and the dust mite feces inside the mattress, so they don't go, so they don't get breathed inhaled, is going to be effective. Those covers are not going to be effective if you have the cat sleeping on your bed because that is something that's going to be exterior. You want to wash your bedding frequently. Uh, doesn't matter if it's uh, the animals, the dust mites. Because washing it puts the allergens down the drain, and not into your into your system, into your respiratory system.
0: Dr. Goodman, in just the last minute, would you please wrap it up for us about allergic rhinitis? The most important information you want the listeners to know, and why they should come see you at Summit Medical Group.
1: Okay. Uh, in summary, we have to limit the exposure of the allergens to make it most effective. The treatment. No, no exposure, no treatment. And then to figure out what is the best medication for your problem, whether it's an antihistamine, whether it's a nasal spray, whether it's an eye drop, whether or not someone needs an inhaler for breathing, or, uh, and in the best case scenario, what sort of long-term treatment are allergy shots a way of preventing this problem, keeping the problem from developing year after year, as a way of a disease-modifying agent.
0: Thank you so much. You're listening to SMG Radio. For more information, you can go to summitmedicalgroup.com. That's summitmedicalgroup.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks for listening.